City. Hey Jake, how are you? Salt Lake Jake. Salt Lake Jake. Salt Lake Jake. Salt Lake Jake. Welcome to Salt Lake Jake's Take. I am Salt Lake Jake. Brethren, I'm here with my guys, Pete and Brennan. How are you, fellas? 3-0, and oh, baby. No yeah, cam. That, that's exactly where I want to start. After all that, no cam rising, no Brent Keithy, no Makai Bernard, no Micah Pittman, no Junior Tafuna, no Samote Peppa, blah, blah, blah. We have 15 or 16 guys injured, eight starters, and we're still 3-0, and oh, coming off of a non-conference schedule that includes two Power 5 teams, Florida and Baylor. And you know what? I said before it started, if Cam's hurt, I don't care what happens. Just get 3-0. and And here we are. We're 3-0. and and no, turns no, out, you actually said, just get me two and one. Yeah, I did say that, Brennan. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> my memory. That's my the memory attorney. That's your attorney. Yeah. yeah, you said two and one. So we're better than what you even thought. Yes. You're looking at the terms and conditions. I did say two and one. Yes. But three and oh would have been what I said would be a, a dream world. And you know what? It is. It, we made it. And that Florida game, it started the year. People are like, oh, Florida's bad. Well, guess what? Florida's mm. not bad. Mm. Florida just took freaking the 11th ranked Tennessee volunteers to the woodshed and they ran all over them. And what did we do? We held freaking Florida to 24 yards rushing. So and beat him with our third string. Boom. Our third string quarterback, 24 yards rushing. So that's turning out to be an awesome win because as of today, the Florida Gators are now ranked number 25 in the, in the poll. So we have a ranked win over a ranked sec team. We have a road win over a big 12 team. And then a game where we just were kind of cruising through against Weber State. And so let's start there. This recap of the Weber State game. Um, you know, you, you expect to go in and blow out Weber State, and I guess technically we did. But for me, something just hasn't felt right, right? Because the game was kind of boring, let's be honest. Game was kind of boring. There awesome. wasn't a lot of energy. It was really hot. Even though it was only 80 degrees, it felt like you were still sitting on the surface of the sun for most of the game. Um, and so – there were there were a lot of areas where we could have been better. And so I I left the stadium feeling kind of meh or or kind of like mediocre about it. But at the end of the day, all that matters, three and oh, we're going into conference play, ranked number eleven in the AP poll, ranked in the tenth, number ten in the coaches poll, going up against the I believe the nineteenth ranked shoot, I should have checked before, but I think it's the nineteenth ranked or maybe twenty second ranked UCLA Bruins. Yes, twenty second. Twenty second ranked UCLA Bruins. Fox, 1.30 p.m. kickoff. Mm. It's going to be a big deal. So, you know what? All in all, I'm pleased I'm pleased with how we got through the first quarter of the season. Now the question is, who comes back? Because that will determine our entire season at this point, right? Is Cam healthy, ready to go? We obviously know, as we recorded many of these episodes, some of us thought maybe he was going to come out the first game. Some thought maybe the second game. Turns out nobody knows when he's going to be ready. But... If you look at the signs, Kyle Whittingham said in a, I believe it was a, a Crimson Club lunch, like in June, he said to the participants there, our plan is to sit rising the non-conference games, have them ready for conference games. So oh. this has been the plan all along, man. Oh, If wow. we paid attention, maybe we maybe we were just hoping against hope that that wasn't the case, but it sounds like this has been the plan all along, and I'm ready for it. I am ready for the offense to take the field. And then bum bum ba bum 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 start playing over the PA and I will go nuts because I want Cam back because we need Cam yeah. back. Look, Nate Johnson's been good. He's for a freshman, he's had some very good flashes. 
There's been some where it's like, oh, I would have thrown that, or he's got to hold on the ball better. Um, but the fact is the offense is just not the same without Cam Rising. Yeah, one of the concerns is that has the offense scored was 24 points the most they've scored. Uh, you know, I mean, we scored 31, but seven was on defense. Yeah. 24 well, is not enough. You look at 24 against Florida, right? 20 against Baylor, and 24 offensively against uh against Weaver. Weaver. Um, and that's the thing, is 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 I, I saw someone say on Twitter that uh yes, people say we can't win scoring 24, but we have won scoring 24. That's true for for a lot of the teams, but going up against USC, yeah, going up against Washington, who is a juggernaut offensively, who may, in my opinion, be better than SC, right? And that's at Washington. And going up against Oregon, those three for sure, we need at least 30 points, at least. It's got it's gonna be a shootout. So we need Cam back. My concern is is we know with Cam QB, right? His strengths are when things break down, it's third and six, things break down, he picks up 14 yards and, and gets a first down to keep a drive alive. Or he'll he'll rush it for we need six yards, he'll get a hard seven yards, you know? That's where he shines, and if 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 his knee isn't completely up to that, we're going to be in trouble, fellas. And it may be time to to re um, reset our expectations as far as wins go, if that's the case. However, we don't know, so that's why this coming game Saturday against UCLA is going to be so vital because it will tell us all we need to know. If he does not play Saturday, then there's obviously something deeper going on, uh, or the injury is worse off than we thought. If you know, if if he does play, then maybe we can just live with the fact that they they plan this to have him miss the first three games. But we'll talk more about UCLA later that uh, this week in our, our preview show. Let's recap the Weber game. Let me ask you guys first: What's the first thing that sticks out to you from the Weber game? Mikey Matthews. I mean, he's I think he's our new lead receiver. He's a beast, huh? Yeah, he he looks a lot like Britton Covey. Uh, you know, Britton Covey, yes, definitely. I mean, not only with size, but the way he moves and the way he sees the field. Yeah, he does. And you know what? He has hands like guy, yeah. like 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 big time P five receiver hands that we've been missing. Like some of those passes he reels in with just you know reaches side, pulls it in, uh, goes up and, and gets the ball and brings it in. He's got hands. He's electric. That big play he made, we were it was I think it was ten seven at that point. It was third and twenty one, and they did a screen pass to him. And like you said, he looked Covey esque with the cuts and, and jukes he was making. And he got, I, I think it was like, uh, I think it was like forty yards. It was a four, yeah, forty yard gain on that play where he just kind of juked up the middle a couple of times, cut it out to the outside. So he's got electric playmaking capability. It was nice to see also Munir McLean kind of show up. Oh yeah, right, yeah. The USC transfer, he's been, he was, came in as a receiver and then, you know, moved to tight end last year. Didn't really see the field. He was back to receiver this year. And he had a couple plays himself that were long, uh, long pass plays. In fact, he had, he had our longest pass play was a 49 yard pass play where he broke some tackles and got some yak, baby, got some yards after the catch. And there was one play, I want to say second quarter, um, or maybe even, maybe even, uh, first quarter, uh, where, uh, I want to say I was going to say Brian Johnson rolled out, not Brian Johnson. Uh, <laughs> Nate Johnson. <laughs> Nate Johnson. Thank you. At least there's a Johnson. Right? Nephew. Nate, Nate Johnson rolled out and he fired it kind of to the, to the sideline. It was like a 20, 18 yard pass. And in, in, uh, Munir was covered completely and he rose up and just snagged the ball right on the sideline. It was a really good, good catch. So he showed a lot of flashes of, of, of brilliance. So if yeah. we can get Cam back, 
get get Mike, Micah Pittman back and healthy. And who knows what the deal is with Keithy, but man, we need Keithy because I'm going to be honest with you, fellas. Our tight end play is I abysmal. I was just going to ask you about tight ends. Like, what's the what's the plan there? Is is that a when Cam comes back, will we see more tight end throws? I I I don't know, but it's not just that. I look at their blocking, and both Yasmin and Sugataraga whiffed over and over in blocks oh. against Baylor, against Weber State. And and I like I said, these are these are young kids. I don't want to spend my time ripping on them, blah, blah, blah. But the only time you saw Miki uh at all is when he was looking at the pile of, the, of tacklers looking for the guy that he whiffed on his block, you know? Yeah. Like yeah. These guys are not blocking at all. They're not getting much separation. I mean, yeah, two catches for 15 yards, and that's I think that's the most he's had in a game this season. Like they just they just it, it's maybe it's even more glaring because we went from two freaking NFL studs, Kincaid and Keithy, when Keithy was healthy, you know, like legit. I mean, obviously Kincaid is a first round pick. Who knows where Keithy's going to go? But he's got the talent. Two studs. So it's more glaring, but man, it's just it's. I'm really dis. If if you're if I were to say all the things that um, I'm either pleased or disappointed with, that might be my number one disappointment is the tight end play. Tight ends, yeah. Because yeah, well, you know what's, what's what you got to realize too is Kincaid was an immense NFL talent. I mean, him on Sunday with the Bills contributed a ton to that offense. Had some great blocks. Had some, I think like five catches or something like that. Um, and so it's hard to replace someone like that. And Yasmin, I think, has got a, a lot of upside, but I just don't know if he's there because he hasn't played the game long enough. Yep. He he definitely is more of a, a – I mean, as we saw in the USC Championship game last year, he had a, some good plays, and he showed, showed flashes, but it's more when he's the second or third guy, right, mm-hmm. when he can get open and get catches. He, I don't know if he just doesn't understand the technical aspect of blocking, and I'm not going to pretend to be able to explain it or break it down because I'm not that guy, right? This isn't that podcast – but he's just not a good blocker. There were time and time again where a safety or a cornerback would engage with him and immediately like they'd shed the block and get in on the tackle. It's like, I don't know. I know he's tough. He's a freaking rugby player, but for some reason it's just executing the blocking. He's not great at. Um, so Jake, I keep hearing like cam has been practicing, you know, all summer or whatever. And who do you think he's targeting in those practices? I bet you. Because you know these guys have biases just like the rest of us. I bet yeah. you Micah Pittman's getting a lot of catches from him. They're high school friends. They were little league friends. I bet you probably Yasmin is getting some catches from him because he's he's so used to incorporating the tight ends. Cam is right. Um, so I don't know. I guess I guess we'll see. The thing is, I'm not expecting 2022 Cam Rising to take the field just because there's no way he can come back and be that dynamic of a runner off this. But he's so cerebral. He's so poised. He's such a gamer. He's got so much experience that it, it will look night and day difference when he's there. It may not be the 2022 scramble for 20 yards on third and nine cam, but it, it'll be the, you know, he'll find it. Yeah. 12 yards cam. I, and so we just, if we are wanting to truly have a chance to three Pete and, and win the third straight conference title, which I know Witt wants, cause he brought it up a lot. We need Cam Rising back. We need Micah Pittman back. We need Junior Tafuna back. We need Becker? back. The kicker? What happened there? Oh my gosh! Yeah. yeah, the kicker too. That's another situation because Cole Becker is awesome, right? Yeah. And uh, this other guy, yeah, he he had a couple of crappy kickoffs. Um, 
he did make that field goal. Um, but then there was also that, that drop snap. I don't know. Special teams last year, special teams was such a joke when it came to special teams that I had nightmares and flashbacks all game long. Okay. So one more thing on the, on the Weaver game that the, the, on the positive note is the Barton and Bishop combo is as good as you'll find in America. Oh, oh my, my gosh. Goodness. They are both legit all American. Yep. Like freaking Cole Bishop is a missile. He is a hitter. He brings the wood. He died. He dude. He reminds me a lot of the way Eric Weddle played. Yeah. Just yeah. so smart. So smart, you know, um, and, and is able to, to shed blocks like no problem. And he lays the wood on people like Brian Blecken did. Like he's a yep. hitter. He's smart. He's athletic. And then Lander Barton, I'm going to be hyper, speak kind of hyperbole here, but by the time he's done, he'll go down as our best linebacker ever. He's Whoa. awesome. He's all dude. He is spectacular. He's one of our highest rated recruits anyway, of all time, you know, top five anyway. Um, he's just got the talent. He's going to be a household name by the end of this year. And then next year's his junior year will probably be his last, unfortunately. Yeah. And he'll just be, I mean, he just, he just gets it, dude. He's just one of those guys. He's raised. I mean, think about it. If you're raised with NFL brothers yeah. and you spend your whole life watching college football, watching NFL, playing and training with them, you're going to be so far ahead of your peers when you get to college anyway. You know, and the fact that he's a, a gifted athletic freak in the next point, right? You throw all that together. He loves football. He's gifted and athletic. He's smart. He's raised by it. He's just like a total package. Yeah. And that play he made was awesome. Just yeah. re- diagnosed it perfectly, stepped in the in the line of the pass. And it was a, it wasn't like an easy catch. He just it was a kind of a hard pass. He just boom. Yeah. Snagged out of the air and kept our, our pick six streak alive. 20 years, man, with a pick six, 20 straight years. I was going nuts over that because I, I started <laughs> I started to get kind of nervous. Like, man, I don't want to lose this. Stri- I don't want to lose the third game. But I just wanted to get it out of the way so I could relax the rest of the year and not worry about it. And we did. Lander saved yeah. the day, got our pick six for us. He's fantastic. Hey, so speaking about defense, though, do you think battle's going to get picked on this year? It seems like Weber threw at him yesterday a little bit more than anyone else. You know, it's hard to say because – we have previously the last you know, six years locked down guys that people would avoid. They avoided Clark Phillips when they could. They avoided Jalen Johnson when they could. Right. Um, and so like you always knew that those guys weren't getting thrown at and we have the length and we have good cornerbacks, but we don't have a superstar cornerback. Right. Um, I mean, not only, not only battle, but like, Zamaya so Vaughn gave up a couple plays where it's like, come on, you know, that, that you shouldn't be giving that kind of stuff up to Weber State. Um, and, dude, I know we're, we're complaining a lot. We should be happy. We're 3-0. and But it's, it just, to me, hasn't felt great yet. Well, After the Florida game, yeah. it felt kind of – it felt, you know, relieving to win that game. But there were some there were some times like, man, we should have done better. Against Baylor was like, oh, just hang on for your life. And then this game was like, just, man. So we, we, we need an outing this weekend where, like, everything's put together and we can – truly dream about winning the conference title because the, as it stands right now, we're probably at best, the third best at best, best back 12 team, maybe, maybe fourth. And I was going to say, you know, it's, it's, it's a weird narrative to, to start your first three games of the season with that many injuries. Usually it's like, you know, towards the, you know, late November or something where you're, where you're thin on things. And I'd say a big silver lining is our depth. I mean, I can't think of a Utah football team in my lifetime where you're down this many people and you're still like kind of, you know, not comfortably winning, but like three and oh. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, like we said, two P five games, like we don't normally do that. Usually it's uh, BYU, 
uh, a San Weber Diego State or yeah, Northern Illinois or something or San Diego yeah. State. Yeah. So I, I'm 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 beyond thrilled to be three and zero. But you know, it's our job here. This is why we get paid six hundred thousand dollars an episode is to to break <laughs> this stuff down, right? And so. Yeah. So, so I don't know if this is the transition point, but speaking of our, our of our fame and fortune, um, my daughter has been telling her friends at school about the podcast. So Friday night, oh. some some she's she's uh, junior high. Friday night, someone rings our doorbell, and there's about fifteen kids from the neighborhood, and I I don't know any of them, and they're st- they're listen. I gotta I gotta play this for you. Hang on, you gotta listen to this. This, this is unscripted. Yeah. Do you believe that? <laughs> dude, I'm freaking love it. Wild. You are famous. Salt Lake Jake. Oh, dude, that's awesome, bro. I love it, man. Fans in the wild. So shout out to those guys. Hopefully they're still listening and we probably need them as our new uh pod ambassadors. Dude, let's get them some merch. I'll get them some signed Salt Lake Jake merch. Yes. Get yes. that over to them. Dude, that's awesome. Hey, the youth are all right, man. The, the, the future of this country is just fine, right? <laughs> Time for us to get on TikTok, man. Maybe maybe we're too maybe we're our audience is too old. The Jim Fossil crowd. Yeah, yeah. maybe so. Maybe so. That That's cool. Fantastic, dude. That was good. That was good. Yeah, but yeah, man. Um, I don't know. Wrap up that wrap wrap up that Weber game. Look, we won 31-7, right? We won by four scores, four touchdowns. Uh it was it was some 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 miscues where it's like uh like there was that that touchdown for Weber his run up the middle Devon Bankston he you know he broke a broke through the hole and we were kind of out of position on one of our linebackers and they got down in the goal line area scored a touchdown so we wish we could take that back um there were a couple plays on offense it's like uh where we just I don't know we we didn't we didn't execute right um I look at like um the uh uh there's one play early on in the game Oh, it was Nate Johnson's long pass to Money Parks, which was PI. I don't know why they didn't call it, but it was like a 60 yard pass. It was beautifully thrown down the uh, sideline. The guy was holding Money's right arm, so he couldn't go up and grab it, but it was perfectly thrown. I wish we could have completed that because that would have been a beautiful pass. But you know what? Fourth string quarterback, we're 3 0 going into conference play, ranked in the top 10 in the coaches' poll, 11 in the AP. So you know what? I'm okay with where we're at. Now let's get our guys back and let's make a run for that third straight title. Do you like these early day, early kickoffs? No, I never have. I never will for many reasons. One freaking, it was so hot. It was hot. I mean, it was only 80 degrees, but like, you know, yeah. when you're packed in a stadium and the, and it's all hard plastic and cement and, and yeah. you know, whatever the, the closer to the sun. Know, yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like, it just reverberates. It's so hot. It's uncomfortable. There was no energy. Like, you know, usually like on, on third down, the whole stadium usually stands up. There were times where it's like a handful of people standing up on third down. You know, the it's, it, part of it's the opponent. Part of it was the 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 fact that we were playing at, at noon. Um, but yeah, I don't like these. The earliest I'll take is what we got coming this Saturday, one thirty. That's 30. fine. Why? Why? Because I, I looked at my watch. As soon as the shade hit me was 2.02 p.m. is when yes. it hit me. 
<laughs> and so I thought to myself, okay, next week's game's at 1.30. That means m- the majority of the game I'll be in the shade. So I've got no problem with it. That's good. <laughs> West side's the best side. Yep, That's right. Sure. That's right. Hey, quick question. So do we know what we're missing without Brandon Rose? Because, look, I'm a huge Nate Johnson fan, but he looks like a backup quarterback, right? Yeah, at least right now he does. I mean, he he's a freshman, like we said, and he shows brilliance. He shows flashes of brilliance. He's got speed you can't teach. So I think he can make himself into a really good D1 starting quarterback. Right now, he does look like a backup. That's the thing is with Rose, um, we know that he won the backup job. So had he not been injured, he would be playing right now. All I can go off of is the spring game. And in the spring game, he just looked like a he looked like a a, a, a slinger, you know, like a, a, a can just can throw the rock around. I would I would compare him to how he looked to me, not saying he's this level of quarterback at all, okay? But I would compare him to kind of a Justin Herbert, uh, the way he looked out there, size wise, wow. he was kind of the same build, um, and just kind of a you know kind of a, a slinger, right? So who knows? I, 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 but we do know that he won the backup job, so he's obviously really good. So I don't know what's going to happen next year because I don't know if we're going to go for a transfer quarterback. I would prefer that as long as it's a high level transfer quarterback. Um, just to get the experience in, because next year, if we don't, it's Brandon Rose, it's Nate Johnson, and it's Isaac Wilson competing for that starting job. Likely won't go to the true freshman, but he is right now tearing it up at the high school ranks, which is awesome. He leads yep. the nation, like literally leads the nation in touchdowns and yards. Like he's slinging it all over the field. Um, but next year, it'll be one of those three guys if we don't get a transfer guy. I personally suspect with the defense we have coming back next year, with Jaquindon coming back, Mikey Matthews. Uh, I think we're going to go get a transfer quarterback personally. Mm. That's my guess, but I don't know. I guess we'll wait and see. see how Nate plays out. Who knows? Maybe, maybe Nate, who knows? What if, if rising never comes back, Nate plays the rest of the year. And as the season gets on, all of a sudden he's spectacular by the end of the year. You never know. But as it stands right now with no rising next year, I prefer we get a transfer quarterback. Wow. Yeah. And and Nate's given us those glimpses of, of brilliance, right? Like you said, that pass to money parks was beautiful. Yep. So, he, just he throws a good ball, man. He had several others. A couple, you know, downfield 20, 30 yards to Maneer McLean were on a rope. Like, yeah. he throws a good ball. There's times where it's like, oh, that that could have been like a really bad – like there could have been that pick to Weber that they dropped yeah. where the guy kind of dove. That was a, either a bad read or a bad route. I don't know the, which one it was, but it was bad. So there's, there's, there's signs of being a freshman. Hey, man, he's a – thrown into it as a sophomore and he had some we went six and six that year right so and it paid off so i'm not giving up on nate i think nate has has shown the signs of being an awesome quarterback but right now i don't know yeah and i think something that's nice about cam that a lot of people forget is he did not get his waiver when he first came to utah so he spent a year in the box with ludwig and so he just knows that offense better than anyone and he makes the right reads uh, which is a big difference between him and the other guys. Yep, agreed. I mean, there's no no doubt about it. He's our he's back to back conference champion quarterback. He was the 2021 first team all conference quarterback for the Pac-12. Like we need him back, healthy or not. Ninety percent, eighty percent, seventy five percent. We need him back. Yeah, that's right. Yep. All right, fellas. Well, I appreciate you uh, appreciate you doing this quick wrap up of the Weber game. Like we said, man. 3 and 0. That's what matters. 3 and 0, rolling into conference play, rolling into the opportunity to defend our back-to-back conference champions. Let's conference championship. Let's get that third straight title. Let's get everyone back. Let's get healthy. Let's get ready for UCLA. 
Appreciate you guys joining us. I am Salt Lake Jake, and I am out. Jake in Salt Lake City. Hey, Jake, how are you? Salt Lake Jake. 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 Salt Lake Jake.